Hi, dear friends, and welcome again to the Rhythms Podcast. My name is Spencer Lohman, and I have the honor and privilege to be the pastor of vision and teaching at United City in Greensboro, North Carolina. And we're so thankful that you have taken time to join us on the Rhythms Podcast today. Our hope and our desire with this podcast is that we have conversations centered around the unforced rhythms of grace, that we talk about disciplines and practices that create space for us to be formed and shaped into Christ's likeness and into holiness. Today we are in for a treat. Um, we have a dear friend of Jordan and I's on the podcast, Pastor Corey Heath, where we will be having a conversation about the practice and rhythm of studying the scriptures, not just reading the scriptures, which we'll talk about, but actually studying the scriptures. So with that being said, I'd love to welcome you to the Rhythms Podcast, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Pastor Corey Heath on the rhythm of studying scripture. Corey, it's such a pleasure and honor to have you on here. Corey is someone who is near and dear to uh, Jordan and I. Uh, Corey serves on staff with us at United City in Greensboro as a pastor. And there are a handful of people in my life who know more about the Bible than any other people I've ever met. And one of those individuals is Corey Heath. (laughs) Corey is someone who... I am always so impressed with how much he just knows about the scriptures, quoting scripture, knowing storylines. I mean, he has it down pat. Um, But this is Corey's first time on the Rhythms Podcast. So, Corey, welcome aboard. Mm -hmm. We are so glad that you are here with us. How does it feel to be um, on the Rhythms Podcast for the first time? It's very exciting, but with such an introduction i feel like i'm probably gonna lose every ounce of scripture that i can remember in my brain so i feel like it just slipped my mind so I feel like we set we set you up for failure <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is not a great, but it's okay the lord's good the Lord is good, and uh, Corey spent four years in college studying the scriptures and um, getting a degree in ministry, and um, we're excited to talk tonight because we're actually going to have a conversation about the rhythm and the practice of studying scripture. We will have different conversations around scripture itself and different ways that we as followers of the way of Jesus can enter into the scriptures. Um, And there are many, many different ways and approaches. Um, But I wanted to bring Corey on and have a conversation with him about the importance and the power of studying scripture. And so we're so thankful that you tuned in and hopefully that this conversation will be beneficial to you and your formation to Jesus. So Corey, let's first of all, let's just start out with scripture itself. So I know many of us, we primarily use the language of the Bible, but when we hear scripture, we're kind of like, what does that really mean? What is scripture? Um, So I kind of wanted to just dive in straight into the deep end to talk a little bit about the difference between the Bible and just using that language and then using language of 
scripture. Okay. Well, I think it's really interesting. Like when you take the word Bible and then you look at it from its, where did it come from? Where do we get the title Bible for right. scripture or what we read? I mean, it's just, it's Latin for a book. They, in the same kind of same definition through Greek too. And so you have the book, which through Greek, it says sacred writings of the New Testament and the Old Testament. And so eventually along the line, we can just get to this point where the Latin language decided, all right, this is going to be the terminology for the Bible. This is what we're going to call it. But it's still scripture. And as like you and I both know, like looking in the scripture, the scripture does not tell us that it's called the Bible. <laughs> exactly. So, that was one of the things I was going to mention is that you don't ever in the entirety of the Bible see yeah. the word Bible at all. No way. Yeah. And so what's interesting is like, even sometimes like it, you find a lot of references within scripture of scripture alluding to itself, like the scriptures, like you can look, look in Joshua and throughout the whole time, the Lord's like, don't be afraid, do not be fearful, keep the commandments. And so a lot of times scriptures connected to the thread of commandments because scriptures as like what second Timothy or first Timothy or 316, where it talks about like the word is inspired breath of God. So this is like an inspired through all the authors, men, and who he used to comprise what we have today. Um, and so it's just interesting to just see how it is just distinguished. And so I think we just coined the word Bible and through a lot, like throughout, you know, decades, maybe centuries. It just become this is what we know it as, but the Bible doesn't know itself as the Bible. It just knows itself as the Word or the Scripture. That's so good, and I think that's really important. It's really important for us as followers of Jesus to distinguish the difference between the Bible and Scripture. Um, it's actually interesting too. Corey just mentioned that the word Bible, uh, in its original language, really just means book. <laughs> or the book. So when we say the Bible, we really mean the book. But the Bible, though it is bound in one book, is actually a library of 66 books that is comprised of dozens of authors, dozens yes. of types of literature, covering thousands and thousands of years. Mm. And so when we approach the Bible, um, we have to approach it for what it is, which is a library for yeah. one thing. So for many of us as followers of Jesus, I think we start off on the wrong foot where we enter into this book and we read it like it's supposed to be this singular linear um, yeah. story or even as an encyclopedia and we get tripped up and get confused and frustrated. And that's because we are essentially um we think we're biting into an apple, but we're actually biting into an onion. And uh, so when we approach the Bible as a library, we have to approach it differently than we would if it's just a singular book. Yeah, absolutely. And you, know, you mentioned the definition of scripture, which just to reiterate that means sacred mm -hmm. writings, mm -hmm. um, divine writings. We would say as um, believers that the scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit 
Uh, and we, we refer to them as the word of God, although most of the time when you see um, that language used in the New Testament, it's primarily referring to the person of Jesus, the Logos. He is the living word. And so now with the scriptures, we have the living uh, word in word form, in, uh, yeah. in, in scriptural form. It's been written down. It's the written word of God. Um, so there, there we have it, folks. Okay, we've, we've defined <laughs> the difference between the Bible and scripture. And I think that that is so, so important. Um, and with that being said, you know, to say scripture means that it has an intent. Scripture mm-hmm. has an intent. It's got an end goal that it is seeking for those who, uh, who read it. Um, and so uh, I want to read this quote from Dr. Scott McKnight. He's a New Testament scholar at Northern Seminary. He says, what we are looking for in reading the Bible is the ability to turn the two-dimensional words on paper into a three-dimensional encounter with God so that the text takes on life and meaning and depth and perspective and gives us direction for what to do today. The scriptures have an outcome. To say that sacred writings mean they have a goal, which is to shape us and to form us and to ultimately reveal the story of God and the story of the world. So Corey, um, let's talk a little bit about just the difference between devotional reading. You know, many people may have their, their devotional that they do in the mornings um, or they have their verse of the day. You know, I'm reading the Bible and you're reading just one little verse every day versus this practice of studying the scriptures. Exactly. What would you say it means to study the scriptures? Mm, I'll put it this way. And this might come off like stern and it's not as the intent, but Bible studying isn't meant to be easy. And like practice, like with anything, you know, if you have never played a guitar, you're not just going to pick it up and be able to play it right off the bat. Right. And so it's like one of the, and, to add to that, there's no scripture in the Bible that discourages us from studying scripture. And so there's this intentional time and effort that you put into because it is a practice. And But it's one of those things that it gives more to you the more you give to it. And so like, and there's nothing, I'm not trying to sit here and disregard, you know, devotionals and, you know, you know, the word of the day or the scripture of the day, like you get on your Bible app. I mean, there's been many times where that's what I got for the day. But then there's a difference between the two as far as studying and sitting down and like going in deep. Like you literally just diving off the high dive into the deepest part of it. And so one of the things is like it takes the dedication to where like, you know, devotionals and then scripture reading, like the verse of the day, you know, that's what you're getting. That's your intake where it's kind of like a snack versus studying like you're getting the dinner you're getting your substance you're getting your daily bread you know and it's an intentional thing just like practice like you got to practice it's a rhythm that gets ingrained into you and it takes time like i think a lot of times we're in this consumeristic culture where we expect that you know as a lot of us not all of us as new believers come into scripture thinking oh it's going to make sense (laughs) right 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 off the bat like when i read read, yeah and so, I mean, there's going to be so many things that we're going to read and look at in Scripture that is really going to be hard to grip or grasp, whether it's the concept, whether it's the outcome, 
rather it's the setup of the thematic theme that is going on or what their end result concludes with and what happens to this person or this person or this city or this nation and like or even the smaller things along the way and so you miss out on that when it's just a quick 10 five minutes and so there's this intentional practice let me sit down let me grab my bible let me grab some you know some other tools that help me along the way like a commentary or whatever that may be or biblical dictionary of some sort and just like sit down take this scripture and read it but then actually get into it and study and like like you were mentioning it's like a layer let's get into the layers of studying these scriptures and these words and so on and so forth i love i love that you mentioned that you know a verse of the day just just reading one verse a day is like reading is like eating a snack and mm -hmm. to some degree it, it would be as if we were to only watch trailers for movies and never actually sit down and watch mm -hmm. the whole movie. Uh, and you can only get so much from a trailer snippets, you know, yeah. but um, we have to sit down, take time and let watch the entirety of this narrative unfold, which is important to understand too, as we study the scriptures, mm -hmm. um, this library is about 50% narrative in terms of the genre. Um, now, mm -hmm. there are all types of genres intermingled throughout the scriptures. There's biography, there's law, there's discourse, there's letters, there's poems, yep. there's wisdom, there's songs, um, there's lamenting, um, there's history. I mean, there's just so many genres. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to look at a high level and, again, get an understanding of what the scriptures are are doing what's the story that it's telling um so that as we're reading we have a high level overall view of what's going on that we can always yeah. point to as we're studying where yeah. we're not just pulling these little snippets um here and there i'm going to share a quote from tim mackie who is the uh, founder of the bible project who says mm. this from page one to the final word we believe the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus. This diverse collection of ancient books overflows with wisdom for our modern world. As we let the Bible story speak for itself, we believe the message of Jesus will transform individuals and entire communities. Hmm. It's most interesting I'll add to that because like in that, going a little bit before the Tim Mackey thing, is like, keeping in mind that reading is a different exercise than studying. Yes, it's good. And so like in the sense of reading, like you're taking in or studying, you're investing and it's taking that attention and time. I just want to jump back and say that as far as I can. That's good. Well, well, you referenced a second ago, the idea kind of, and Richard Foster says, study cannot happen until we are subject to the mm. subject, um, which mm. I think is a really powerful quote. Um, you talked a little bit about tools, um, yeah. which is key, key for us. And as we kind of move in towards the end of our conversation around studying scripture, uh, which some of you may seem overwhelmed and you're like, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> we have to have the appropriate tools in front of us to, to study the scriptures. And um, let's just start off with this question. The question yeah. has to do with translations. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of people who come to us and as pastors and ask, what's the best translation? What translation should I read? Which I think, first of all, to start to ask, what's the best translation is a 
bad question. Yes. Number one. Yes. <laughs> um, it is. And it, the answer that we will give you uh, is probably not going to be cut and dry and, and hardcore objective. So um, let's talk a li- little bit about translations. Yeah. How should we go about picking a translation to read in terms of studying the scriptures? What are your thoughts on translation? So it's interesting, like with translations, there's literally about 50 different English translations. First off, it's kind of like, this is like, wow, this is great. But it's, I see that as more sad than it is great because like there's other countries in the world that only have one translation. And so to add to that, but as you go on the search, like you're a new Christian or maybe even a Christian now, you're like, well, what's the, the, the translation, a preferable translation? And I don't, like you were saying, there's not a one best translation. Um, honestly, I think there's, it's great to have different translations of your own. And so, but there's a thing that they, here's how the translations work. I'm not going to go through all, a lot of them, but there's a formally equivalent and then there's a functionally equivalent. And so formally equivalent, it would be like your NASB, your New American Standard Bible, which is like, like it is being translated from the Greek directly into English. And then you go from like NSAB to your English Standard Version, and then you go to your NIV, and then you go on down a little bit more. And then let's say you get to the functionally equivalent, which is your NLT, New Living Translation. And so what's the difference between the two is that this is completely translated directly from the Greek language. And let's say in the functionally, which is NLT, where it would maybe 10 Greek words. Well, what they ended up doing is adding 15 English words so we can get a better grasp from what's being translated into our language. And so there's just a different tool that's in like your arsenal. So like, here you have one, it's formally. So let's say you got an SAB and then you use it and then you have like an NLT to be a form of something that is kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to read this and then to read this and compare the two. And then that way that it kind of help you as you dive into your study. So as we begin studying the scriptures as a practice and rhythm, what mm-hmm. you're recommending, and I would argue is a very beautiful approach is to have multiple translations in front of us um, that come from a different approach and you know i've heard it said you have um, kind of a word for word translation which is the formal equivalent and then you have the thought for thought translation um, which has to do more with translating into our not only just our english language but our english understanding of how words get put together um, and so the word for word are, you know, primarily translations like the NASB, which Corey referenced in the ESV. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the thought for thought, which is the NIV or the NLT. Um, and then I would even encourage you to have a paraphrase like the message along with you as you study the scriptures. Um, yeah. And so that is kind of a high level view of translation. And again, we have to remember um, the scriptures are being translated from Hebrew and from Greek, from other languages into the English language. So it's all an interpretation regardless if it's uh, ESV or if it's NLT. Um, and so we have to kind of understand that. Uh, I personally, here's here's kind of my preference. I prefer reading yeah. the NIV personally. 
um, because of that thought for thought. And that's primarily for my reading. And I actually would encourage everyone to get a Bible that has, that's not, you need to study Bible, but also have a Bible that you can just read yourself. that doesn't have any commentary at the yeah. bottom at all. Um, yeah. Cause oftentimes that, that comes from a, a place of persuasion or theological thought, um, which is not a bad thing, but for you and to, to do your own study, it's good to have yeah. your own yeah. grasp. So um, we've talked high level about translation. Um, what are maybe some other tools? If, if people have a Bible, maybe now they've moved into a study Bible, they have a life application study Bible, or they have an NIV study Bible or ESV study Bible. Is there another tool that might be nice to add as we study the scriptures uh, as a practice? Um, right off the cuff, definitely would be commentaries. Now, commentaries can be a little bit expensive if you're like ordering and having a physical copy, but there's definitely means to be able to access other commentaries through the internet. And so there's a lot of places that you can go, you know, as far as just if you're listening and you want something, you got your, you know, Blue Letter Bible, you got your Enduring Word, you got uh, Bible.com, all these other areas where you can go on and literally it's super easy um, get on there, hit whatever book you're reading, chapter you're reading, and then you have a commentary that is helping you to understand what book and chapter you're reading to give you a better grasp of what's going on, even explain and break it down in even deeper ways and help you learn and be able to grasp a principle or the application or what's just being taught regardless if it's Old Testament, New Testament and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good. So having some sort of commentary, a good one to start out with uh, for a basic reader is David Guzik's Enduring yeah. Word Commentary. It's a really yeah. good um, commentary to start out with that you can find online. It's free and accessible. Um, and then also you mentioned Blue Letter Bible, which is a, another free resource online that you can use to look at the original yeah. language to really get an understanding of yeah. um, the original manuscripts. Um, and what was written yeah. in Greek or Hebrew to get a better grasp on that language piece, which we miss regardless of how we can have the best translators in the world, but we still miss yeah. a lot in the Greek and the Hebrew. Yeah. Um, so that's a good place to start blue letter Bible. Um, I would also say a Bible handbook is a really helpful tool that helps you look at yeah. the ge geography and the history and the culture of you know the scriptures and when they're written whether it's the first century ad or it's you know the sixth century bc um a yeah. bible handbook is a really good tool to look at context which kind of transitions to our very last conversation um when we're mm -hmm. studying the scriptures we are doing what is called exegesis which exegesis in its root means out of specifically out yeah. of the text so when we go in and start studying the scriptures, the first question I think we want to ask is what is the point that the author is trying to make to the audience that he is writing to? Mm -hmm. What is his intent? What, what, what did it mean in that original context? Yeah. And from that point, when we have an understanding of what they meant, now we can ask the question, what does it mean today for us mm. versus taking mm. our understanding and implementing it or inserting it into the text. What are your thoughts just on that in terms of exegesis? 
I think one of the things, um, just for even like a high level, like response to the question, like even studying scripture and just finding importance out of it is like just super straight to the point. It's like knowledge of the Lord. And so through each scripture you read, whatever book you, you read out of the library that we hold in our hands, the point of it is pointing to knowing and the knowledge that you gain of our creator. That's the main point of the whole book is the relationship. And so in that, it's like you're saying, it's like we're diving into even like a specific book and we get to a specific passage that's in that chapter of that book. And out of that exegesis, you get to this conclusion of like, what does this mean to me? And like, how do I apply this to my life today? You know, one of the things is like, we, we talk about transformation, you know, but transformation only comes through obedience. And what can you be obedient to what you don't know? And so like through that learning and through discovery is like you be, are becoming transformed because what you're getting out of it ultimately is helping you to be obedient to the one you know, who is the Lord. Which goes back to, again, the intent of the scriptures, which is to form mm-hmm. us and shape us. And mm-hmm. as Tim Mackey referenced, ultimately lead us to Jesus. If if we're reading and studying the scriptures and it's not contributing to our transformation and we're not becoming more like Jesus, but in fact, Jesus is becoming more like us, then we are approaching the text in a way that is um, under our authority mm-hmm. versus we are submitting to its authority as divine and inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, that yes, it's both human, written by humans, mm-hmm. whether it's flavor mm-hmm. and personality. Uh, and there's context, but it's also divine and it's uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, so I think it's so important that the scriptures have a role to play, uh, which hopefully will lead to our salvation, at least to transformation. Yeah. It's useful for teaching and correcting and rebuking. Um, but what do you think about just the importance of, real quick, um, the context, historical context of what's going on? Why is that so important in our study of the scriptures? Well, you've definitely mentioned this before. I'm going to quote Spencer Lowen, is Context is everything. It's like you're getting to this point where you're, you need the context or the background, whatever, regardless of what that may be. But ultimately, the context is helping. It's basically what's steering the ship of you hitting the land of what you're applying. And so, like, whether that's like the, culturally, if that's just background, what is, the, you know, what is the theme? What is going on? What is the story? What is this narrative? concluding to or what is it you know confessing to us essentially and so that context is what leads us to that point and it helps us grab hold of those principles or whatever it may be regardless who it's coming from or the author like paul or the gospels or you know first samuel or something like that and so the context is going to lead us to the conclusion so when paul says to greet one another with a holy kiss mm. That doesn't mean we're going up to our brothers and sisters today and just, just kissing everyone. Um, that's, again, a, a, a contextual understanding where we have to go, okay, what is Paul communicating? Um, what did he mean in the, in the first century? What are some of the cultural norms of the first century? Uh, and then what does that mean for us? Because a lot of these, especially the epistles, which we think are so easy, these letters written by um, different apostolic leaders in the first century, a lot of them by Paul, we think they're easy to navigate, but they actually are very yeah. jagged and hard to understand sometimes because they're not written to us. They're written to a community yeah. at yeah. a time and place in culture 
but they are written for us. I've really, I've heard that before. They're not written to us, but written for us. So um, I think this is a really good start for folks listening in, in terms of the rhythm of studying scripture. Um, This has been a honor and a privilege, Corey, to have you on. And um, my hope and my prayer for all of you listening that you will develop an appetite for the scriptures. And it's, it's sometimes like being a child, a six or seven year old, and your parents are begging you to try a new food. And you're just like, there's no way I'm eating that. And then 10 years, 20 years go by, you finally eat it for the first time. And you go, man, I was missing out for two decades. Um, so you got to begin to develop an appetite for the scriptures. And you have to begin asking important study questions. Who is the author? Who is the author writing to? What's the genre? What's the genre that uh, this specific book is? It's, is? Is it a poem? Is it biographical? Is it history? Is it wisdom? Is it apocalyptic? Um, and what is the point? What's the point the author is trying to make in that setting, in that time, in that place, with that people, with those people? And how does that impact us today as we are formed in the way of Jesus? So um, again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Rhythms Podcast. Um, we love you so, so much and we look forward to continuing our conversations about practices and disciplines and rhythms that form us and shape us into Christ's likeness. Grace and peace to all of you.